Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, this is Bill Ratner. I'm the voice of Flint on G.I. Joe, and this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, which is actually an appropriation of the original saying, Knowing is Half the Battle, which was used in a number of public service announcements that have now been burlesqued on YouTube by a number of individuals, and I don't think there's a copyright issue at all. Have a good day. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight's won, G.I. Joe will dare, G.I. Joe Everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and my name is Ray Stacanus. My God, you really cocked up the Instagram, didn't you, Ray? Okay, listen. <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm not good at Instagram, All you guys. of these sideways pictures. Okay, I take portrait pictures because I like portrait pictures better. You realize it's a square, right? I... Instagram are square pictures. Uh, yeah, man, I knew that. I, I I'm hip to the inst- Instagrams. Look, I put a bunch of sideways picture on Instagram. Is that what you want me to say, Chan? Because I've no, done, I've done it a I lot. I want you to not put sideways <laughs> pictures on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, I feel like everyone everyone knows who took it. Even if they didn't hear this part of the podcast. <laughs> Nobody's blaming Gina for a sideways picture on Instagram. Uh, uh, here's the thing. I posted I posted one to my personal Instagram. I also took a, a portrait <sighs> and it came out perfectly. We guys. are on Instagram at <laughs> knowing is half the podcast. You go on there and give it all the likes. Yeah, go, go on there and look it. at Ray's picture on knowing is half yeah. the podcast. Don't forget to turn your monitor sideways <laughs> so that you can see the picture. You'll have to turn your head slightly askew. And then and then see see mine. I'm I'm on Instagram at Gina Ippy. And you can see we both took a picture. And, of and of can, the same thing. Of the same thing. Okay. Hashtag Ray's <laughs> sideways picture is totes the best. Or hashtag Gina's pick is my fave. <laughs> Go on Twitter right now and, and hashtag us and we'll, we'll I mean, you actually results. did get a better angle. If you had, pro- if you had properly posted this. I framed it correctly if I didn't suck at taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. Is that what I hear you saying right now? Yeah. Like you can see, you can see more of the battlefield in yours. Yeah. That's what I do, Gina. I take bad pictures of battle scenes, <laughs> put them online. That's more true than I think it should be. <laughs> In any case, who are you people? I, I feel like I already said I'm at Gina Ippy, and if they don't know by now, that that means I'm Gina. Yeah, and I am at 999 RPMs so on Instagram. That means that you're obviously you RPMs. Can, uh, look at my pictures. 
that are properly uh, sized. God damn you both. I hate you both so much right now. Listen, I have shame, okay? That's all I got. We're talking about an episode called Nightmare Assault here, which uh, this is one I've, I've uh, quite frankly been looking forward to all season long. Uh, it's the Nightmare on Elm Street inspired episode where Dr. Mindbender goes into the dreams of the Joes and uh-huh. fucks them up. Here's the thing. I have to say, after you guys have been talking about it so much, it wasn't nearly as weird as I had hoped it was. Don't drag me into this. <laughs> no, it was mostly just me talking about it. Just for the, I mean, the G.I. Joe and the Golden Fleece is the one I will say we have at length talked about it yep. in front of Gina. Yeah, okay. That's true. That's that true. one is really weird. But I expected this one to be super weird, but it's all based in science. It's all... It is not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was about to say, wait a minute. I need, I need a ruling on that one. I mean, it doesn't really get weird until like the very end. I'd say it stays. I mean, it's dream logic. So it's weird the whole time through. And the part with mainframe but even the, fucks even me the, up. Still, even now watching that's it, That's what I'm was, saying. Like, Only the mainframe parts were weird. And we can get to that later. But the other Joe's nightmares were very straightforward nightmares. They were. So I had hoped for a little bit more weirdness to be I honest. Want to see like like nightmare. honest, honestly, <laughs> seeing. God damn it, me too. <laughs> uh. Like honestly, shipwreck seeing a uh, potato chip people melt before his very eyes was okay. more freaky slash disturbing slash weird to me. Well, in his, because it in was also alternate. happening in real life as opposed to just in your brain. Yeah, I feel like you have you have the opportunity to go crazy with dreams. Go crazy with dreams. Yeah, I mean they're also limited. I think to a scope of animation. I mean, uh, you know this being a, a somebody who writes no. for animation, aren't you limited in what you can do? Don't you have no. to kind of stick to presets do, a little bit? I mean, you you should stick to like a certain background. Nobody's but... having sex with their mother whose vagina <laughs> then grows teeth and swallows them whole on GI Joe. Uh, that is not. I mean, just, this is not going to happen. I just feel like it's a nightmare we all have every night, multiple times a night. I just wish you would stop. <laughs> Uh, emailing us about it at two in the morning. With I, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll start posting about it on Ray's wall instead. Yes, and please, please, please tag his wife. <laughs> please don't. She's very mad at you guys for that. She doesn't. She... Hey, I didn't tag her in the Jade Eggs one. <laughs> no, but Chan did. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, you went. You went in there and specially tagged her, <laughs> and, and she's like, "Why do I have alien dick on my?" Okay, those are two my... different things. There was the splorch, but then I posted Jade Eggs. Which are the things that you put in your cooch to uh, to uh, allegedly strengthen the floor of your vagina? And it's called a vagina. (laughs) Let's make sure we get technical when talking about our vaginas and our wee wee parts. What is happening? It doesn't work, apparently, guys. So you shouldn't do it. I think Gina's tried it. (laughs) No. Oh, she says apparently, guys. I've heard this thing doesn't work at all. Gwyneth Paltrow says it works, and then doctors were like, "This doesn't work." And the idea of stuffing a jade egg in my vagina and walking around with it in there all day makes me, oh, it makes me anxious. Like someone's touching my belly button. You, you've got one in right now, don't you? uh, uh, God, I think this might be a new phobia I have: (laughs) belly button stuff, eyeball stuff, and and thinking about. Things dragging down the vagina floor. What's Here's weird? the thing. What's, what belly button stuff? Like, uh, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, hold on. Uh, I'm going to vomit. Eyeballs is a totally legit fear. I get the eyeball you don't, thing. You don't, that doesn't need to be called a phobia because it's <laughs> like nobody wants things jabbed into their eye. 
Uh, similarly, I, I, no, but I don't even want to see close-ups of super close-ups of eyeballs in movies. No, me neither. I'm the same way. <laughs> I, I this you don't need to explain this like one. Like that scene in clock in a Clockwork Orange. Oh. <laughs> How about those ads for the strain with the little <laughs> worm coming out of the eye and all the bus stops around Los Angeles? Yeah. Oh my god! But, uh, but are you about to say? Are you about to dismiss my belly button phobia because it's a real thing? It's called omphalophobia. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you were Jesus! Just making up all kinds of words today. Vagina, <laughs> umphalophobia. Okay, is that a fear of Google it. Google it. There's a lot of famous people that have the same phobia. Chloe uh, uh, oh. Kardashian is one of them. Well, if you can't accept what Chloe Kardashian thinks it is scared of, then I don't know how your life even has meaning. <laughs> it just it just means that I, I get close to having a panic attack if anyone tries to like Hold circle up. their own belly button. With I'm, a, are I'm you looking it up? Fear of belly button celebrities. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> I want to see if there is an actual article that says um, who's 10 celebrities you wouldn't believe. It, it, listen, look up the Ovalophobia Wikipedia page, and it says Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> She's the only one. Is this is this, is this, was this what we got? Is this where we're at? Hang on. Singer Jenny Frost is one of the famous Frost celebrities with this Frost. phobia. I don't know. She's not famous. <laughs> oh, there it is. Khloe Kardashian. Yep, I told you. <laughs> oh, if I meet the Kardashians, I'm totally going for the belly button. Gina uh, is the uh, Khloe Kardashian uh, of this podcast. Oh, no. Hey, you know what? I'll fucking take it because she is a boss. She is the boss of the Kardashians. Which one is she? She's the big one. The big the one? She's the, the one that married one. Um, Lamar uh, uh, Odom. Odom. She's the Wookiee one. She's like a full like head taller. There was a rumor going around that she wasn't a real We're not here to Kardashian. body shame people, of course, on knowing is half the podcast. Yeah, and I say every person hey, is beautiful. She's like a foot taller than the other ones. She yeah, is I, I much said big. Larger. I didn't mean fat. But she is the one that everyone calls a Wookiee. <laughs> Jenny. Not everyone calls her that, with Gina. Some of us, some of us have feelings. Okay, I would just like to read this for people oh, so that Jesus you know it's a real thing. People suffering from omphalophobia are terrified mm. of belly buttons, their own, or in some cases, those of the others. They do the not other, like the <laughs> others. The others' belly buttons. <laughs> I remember that uh, on Lost when the uh, others pulled out their <laughs> oh, belly. Michael buttons. Emerson showed up and then showed his belly yeah. button. Ew. Oh my god! Ew, okay, it's horrifying. Ew, I'm on board now. Don't, I, I understand, don't Gina. For me. <laughs> the, the final. The final shot of that show was a belly button closing <laughs> oh my god it was oh my god they were in a belly button the whole time, the whole time. <laughs> belly buttons are purgatory uh, they do not like touching their navel or even other people touching it sometimes the mere sight of the belly button is enough to make them feel disgusted or terrified this is exactly how i feel my mouth is watering right now because i'm grossed out you're hungry <laughs> go for some delicious belly button i'm laying off you at this point now because, because I know your weakness. Because of um, it's, uh, it's holes. I've, yeah, I've got this fear of holes. Fear of dot net up, and over on the sidebar, there's like here are the other, here are top ten phobias right there at number ten. Fear of holes, trypophobia. <laughs> yep. I'm like, you know what? Let's just we're good. No, I, I don't on. even understand the fear of holes. I guess I do to a, like an intellectual point, but I don't get it on an emotional level. But those photoshopped pictures of people with holes all over their faces that yeah, are clearly those fake. Are gross. Those are unnerving. Just like yeah. those are just gross. It has nothing to do with fear of holes. It's just those pictures. No, are but fear up. of holes is like you don't want to see a honeycomb. You don't want to see a. a... Okay, that's weird. Which I mean is just sort honeycomb, of... honeycomb. Me want honeycomb. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> Uh, I, you guys, I don't. It's 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 every once every rails. couple of months I have to like ugh, cl clean out my own belly button. It is it is not. It is my Dude. worst fucking nightmare. I here's the thing. I we'll I live stream it on Facebook Live. Uh, uh, next time. I'm gonna, I'm I'm literally legitimately gonna try heave in a second. Uh, <laughs> I have a vague sort of association with that. 
because um, oh it gosh. it's it is an odd sort of thing. Mm. It's where you used to be connected to your mother oh. and connected to the placenta, which is this big old meaty bloody sack that uh, <laughs> some people eat. I don't care about placenta. Um, people eat it. That's just bizarre. and I'd eat it. And it's, I'd eat anything. <laughs> yeah, true. You dip it in dip it in sugar and roll it in dough. <laughs> sort of this weird thing where your belly button is kind of inside you. Like there's sort of this feeling that like if you like kept poking far enough, you would like poke in like into your intestines well, that's, or something. That's like the reality that. of it. Yeah. Um and it just sort of feels kind of <coughs> You're kind trying of to make Gina uncomfortable right now. No, no, no. no. I'm I'm saying that like I understand that in the same way that like me looking at like honeycombs kind of weirds me out and I know that it's just sort of an extension of this sort of base fear, which is uh sort of this fear of disease which gets expressed as like uh-huh. holes in a person. Sure. Uh and then, you know, like sort of like ext- your brain sort of extrapolates out of that. So. Yeah, you know, because your your imagination goes crazy and it fucks you uh, up. And yeah, like like the lizard part of your brain sort of like latches onto it and then just yeah. sort of takes it all over the place. Yeah. Um, so well, guys, we yeah. are ten minutes into this episode <laughs> and we haven't talked about the episode at all. Wait so. a minute, what are we doing here? Uh, Nightmare Assault. <laughs> this is not. I mean, it's kind of on 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 point because no, it's no. about it's about na- hor- horrific nightmare thing. Here's the I, th- I think we're t- talking around the correct issues. Uh, eventually, we're going to be done with GI Joe episodes. There are going to be no more GI episodes to I know, watch. It's a sad day. And at that point, we'll have nothing left but to talk about um, fear of holes, Samoas, and phobias. Because we'll still do a half-hour show <laughs> yeah. just about that. Here's the thing. I feel like Ray changed the subject because he doesn't want people to know his his deepest, darkest fear. Yeah, yeah. Of, I which... feel like we are get we were kind of skirting it. Yeah. And I didn't want to like tip it off, but I was going to try and... Uh, trying to get me to say what my deepest, darkest fear is. I, I mean, you, you owe us. Okay, I'll tell you right now. You want to know my deepest, darkest fear? The thing that I, that I shouldn't tell you guys this. It's going to end up on my Facebook wall, but mm-hmm. uh, tentacles. I've always been terrified of tentacles. I don't like octopus. Oh, I don't okay. like squid. Okay. The idea of like something just like reaching out. Like I'm not into tentacle porn a- anime. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, I, just... I, I actually know one other person who has this phobia. Yeah. It's it's all true. Like there's something I was about on it. a sketch group with her, and we would torture her with pictures. <laughs> I would nice. when I when I sit at the sushi counter, they, I always always end up in front of the one like tentacle in the thing that people are oh, eating. Yeah, yeah. And I end up just staring at it, unnerved <laughs> the entire time. I don't move. I'm paralyzed with fear. <laughs> Wait, so you've never had a uh, calamari? Oh no, I've i but I eat the rings. I don't oh, eat the, the uh-huh, strands. Uh-huh. The rings uh, are okay, but I just I just avoid them. They, I don't like them. Okay, I will not eat them. Okay. I will not put them in okay. my body. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, that's understandable. And and uh yeah, the th- I don't care for octopi octopuses uh octopuses. just because I feel Octopussy. like they're too smart. Um, they're too smart. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, smart see, enough to not uh, get caught see, in deep fried. Hey everybody. If I I can't go down that rabbit hole of thinking because I would never eat anything again. Mm-hmm. Like I can't you guys know my love of animals. Yes. And yeah. you know my love of food. <laughs> yes, I do. And my my fix is just to never think about it. Right. So I can't eat anything that looks like what it originally was. <laughs> I'm the exact same way and I got so excited I just literally threw my what pen do, three Ray? feet in the air. Ray Ray's body jerked up. 
And then... Nope. Is it alive? Is it still alive? I can't watch the shit that it's still alive. No, I don't like this video because it's still alive and I don't want to see people eat alive things. There was an episode of Iron Chef Japan back in the day where they had Iron Chef octopus and they had giant octopus and there was one scene where the guy cuts the head off the octopus and the tentacles continued to like flail around. I'm not even kidding. I had to do like a deep shudder as I turned it off. And just and try to block it out of my mind forever, and that is not how I live. Ugh, and I, I am not. I, I am not going to look at it because it really upsets me. <laughs> I need Please a take it away. After all this belly button live food mouth. talk, okay. not doing it. Okay. Anyway, no, Chad, no. would you take that away? We're talking about nightmares. Oh, 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 there it goes. No. Right into her mouth. No. No. Right at all the. Oh, those are long. No. Those are long. No, see, you're talking She's about still, it. She's no still. Oh, whoa. I'm not looking. Push up there. Oh, almost all in. All in. This is why I didn't want to tell you guys. <laughs> this literal exact thing that Chan no, did roughly 90 seconds footing. later. We have to be on equal footing okay, so we can enough. so it's mutually assured destruction. Yep. Yes. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> so if I post tentacles to your wall, then you're going to post belly buttons <laughs> to her wall, and, and she's going to post <laughs> cycle of life. I mean, I feel like, here's the thing. I feel like a, a savvy a savvy listener could Photoshop someone with a bunch of belly buttons all over their bodies, like real deep belly buttons oh, so you right. can't see the end. Yeah. And then there's like little tiny tentacles fucking each of the belly buttons and it yeah. would destroy it would destroy us. This, yeah. is, this is our destroy code, everyone. Yeah. If, we ever, if we ever become too big. <laughs> <laughs> They're too big. We got to bring them down. Bust out the belly button hole tentacle porn picture. They're they're exceeding the listenership of WTF. Something must be done. That's a good problem to have. This is like three scientists standing around that all have to press the button at the same time that all post post to our walls at the same time. Well, Nightmare Assault opens in the snow. Because uh, we are now, wait, what, 20 minutes into the episode? 15 minutes into the episode. Good job, everybody. Written by Marv Wolfman. Yeah, what else has he done? Uh, a crap ton. Oh, excellent. Uh, okay. He's, he's a uh, comic book um, author and editor. He's he's created over 100 characters, including Blade. Wow. Oh, he created uh, Blade? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, wow. And because, yeah, he's he was a Marvel guy at the time, obviously. Legit. Uh, had some hands in this one. I can see how the guy who created Blade wrote this episode. Sure. <laughs> I see it. Uh, what, is there anything else he's really known for? Is Blade really the big? That's his big one, but right. I mean, he's just got such an extensive career. You demand that, more than Blade, sir? Somehow, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what have you done? Yeah. Knowing it's half the podcast. <laughs> it's as big as Blade in certain circles. In certain circles, yeah. it's bigger than Blade. Uh, we have we have all the we have all the strengths of other podcasts and none of the weaknesses. That's right. If podcasting is a virus, we're half infected. <laughs> our moms, our moms had us right after being bitten by a podcast, a radioactive podcast. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, we're in the snow. Lifeline is there, and immediately I'm like, "Well, this is clearly a dream because it's already fucked up." Iceberg freaking dies right on screen, right, and then he immediately comes back to life again and starts talking with him. Because uh-huh, he's uh-huh. like, uh, he's got this little thing for hypothermia, and Iceberg get attacked by a giant snake, and then uh-huh. Iceberg falls into the water, and this is actually pretty structurally sound for dream logic. Uh-huh. But then Iceberg hands Lifeline a gun, and he has to kill the snake, but he won't do it because he hates violence, and then the gun turns into a snake and attacks him. After he shoots it. So After that's, he shoots it. That's... Yeah. 
That's yeah. fucked up. So he, so he got all of his worst nightmares. Mm-hmm. Was... L- literally everything in one pile. He let yeah. a guy down who then died. My question is, at that point, your buddy died. It's the only way he would ever he would ever use violence is like if it if it saved someone's life. He's already dead. Just let the snake kill you. Well, doesn't that even scarier though? Because that means Lifeline would only use violence for vengeance. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh-huh. true. Uh, he wakes up. He wakes up right away. Goes in. Caesar's a god. <laughs> Caesar's a Godzilla movie on the TV in the lobby. I love it. I love this running bit of the Godzilla movie in the background. Into it. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, who t- who left this on? Turns it off. Low light. And then and hiding then in the back of the room in the killer. darkness. Hey, I was jerking off to that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh God. Oh, but then Lifeline says something that's creepier than any anything Low Light has ever said. He says, "Do you have a Chan?" Maybe it's better if he, he just sa- says He it. says, do you have a chance? That's creepy. <laughs> I've read your medical files. You have nightmares. <laughs> yeah. How do you stand having... Why is Lifeline reading everyone's medical files? I mean, files? he's the medic. He's got to know what who's who's diabetic and stuff. Yeah, that but is, that's a psychological yeah. profile. That's not like, oh, he's he, he it is an insulin no, issue. No, I think that that would be in normal medical files, too. Do you think? That's yeah. That's a normal medical file. Yeah. If he has insomnia... And he yeah. comes in and was like, okay. uh, Doc, I'm having weird sweats. And I, you know, I mean, that to me is 10 so. times creepier than anything else. I just picture Lifeline sitting around just reading everyone's medical files. I mean, I don't think he should be like reminding people of it. <laughs> like he sees them. But I don't th- I think that it's it, the medic. I would like the medic to be aware of my medical history. If he doesn't know I'm allergic to iodine, then we've got problems. Are you allergic to iodine? Yeah, only if it's injected into me, though. Oh, weird. So, like, a normal amount of allergic to iodine. Like, I can still eat fish. Like, like I'm allergic to (laughs) Coca-Cola when it's injected into my veins. When it's rebased directly into my system. Yeah. (laughs) It's something that I have to tell doctors when I go to their their doctor. What about iodized salt? I mean, are we... My only concern is, are you going to have a giant goiter at some point that we need to be worried about? (laughs) No, I think like I think in normal in normal amounts it's normal. It, it it what happened once was that they gave me some sort of like MRI or something that you need to inject iodine into you so that they can see it. Oh, see the dye. Like to do with the dye, yeah. And then I got out and I started rubbing my eyes, and the nurse was like, "What's going on with your eyes there?" And I was like, "Yeah, chi." <laughs> and this was at, when I was an adult. Uh, this couple, was literally a couple a week years ago, ago. <laughs> and uh, they were like, "Oh, okay." Uh, and then the doctor came over, and he was like, "Ah, okay. Let's get some uh, injectable Benadryl over here." And I just kept rubbing, and then like I, my eyes started to swell shut. And he was like, "Right away, please." <laughs> and I could hear like the panic in his voice, and I was like, "Uh oh, something's wrong." <laughs> Uh, I hear that um, that comedy theater down on Hollywood Boulevard is uh, uh, about oh. to shut down. Um, iodine. Oh, God dying. damn it, Chan. I liked it. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> I liked it also because I hope it's true. <laughs> I was just at the IO uh, Theater in Hollywood, 6366 Hollywood Boulevard. You should go and watch shows. Oh, I was, hoping, I was hoping you would say, yeah, don't promote that place. No, uh, no, I'm just wondering why he has the address like right on <laughs> hand. A, it is a very easy address to remember. Uh, also yeah, but why I've would been you doing say things there for a decade. <laughs> yeah, you can switch once it dies. Now I'm just sad. Stacy Roomaker has that. Great show at the Pack. The Pack Theater is a delight. That is uh, about if, if you're about in Hollywood news and weekly news. <laughs> yeah, I got to go to that more. The Nightcap. Yeah, guys, just, let's just, just do a quick gotta... ad for the Nightcap with Stacy Rumiker at the Pack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chan, what were you going to say? You oh yeah, I just thing? I just got a uh, message from her asking uh, asking me to Photoshop four posters for the show. Hey, cool. Like, I'm, 
kind of busy right now. Oh, I thought I thought it was it's a bad week a, for a you. Paying gig. It's pretty. You are getting married literally tomorrow. Uh, as they oh, hear this, yeah. Oh, right. oh. <laughs> you just, we record you just this on the day it releases. Ah, did I lose days? What happened? Oh, also, that guy is a snake. Oh. <laughs> so we find out that Dr. Mindbender is uh, creating something called the Sombulator. Yeah. Which is maybe the coolest name. Was I it, like that with, a lot. it was with an S, right? Because yes. sometimes it sounded like it was. It might have been with a Z, but I wrote down an S. Well, that would be a Zombulator, and that would do something entirely different. <laughs> well, Som, isn't that like, uh, like Latin for like sleep or yeah, something like, like that? Yeah, like Somnabulist. Uh, yeah, like, because you don't want name. all the nebulous, you just want <laughs> some of them. Dang it. Ray's head's gonna explode. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought at first it might be a somnabulator, but I believe it's just called a somnulator. Somnulator's so, what I got. So it sounds similar to, yeah. And how about Serpentor, like, taking a shot at Cobra Commander for yeah. no reason yeah. whatsoever? Yeah, what a jerk. He's was not that even upsetting? there. Yeah. It was upsetting. This is like Donald Trump still talking about Hillary Clinton, like, all these months later. It's like, they don't matter anymore. You're in charge. Stop talking about the people you beat to get, to get here. Uh, President Serpentor on Twitter, at Pres Serpentor. <laughs> This actually pops up uh, um, real quick. Uh, basically, he says, uh, Mindbender's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking destroy him. He's like, no, we must wait to destroy them. Very next scene. Why haven't they been destroyed no, yet? No, no, he doesn't say we must wait. I think he says, I want them to work for Cobra. Yeah, right. he says, we could destroy them now, but we don't want to do that. We want to play the long game and then have them work for Cobra. I need the Joes to work for me. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then the very next scene, I think it's because he's like bipolar. Oh, definitely. He's got like a hundred personalities in yeah. him. Yeah. We will not do. I want results now. This I command. He's already said it will take a while to get results. He is. I, I just have written down here. Uh, he is every corporate middle management I've ever been a part of. Yeah. In my entire life. Uh, when he first showed up, he he seemed like pretty chill, and now he's just. Serpentor He's being contradictory and crazy, crazy pants. When was Serpentor chill? Like right at the beginning, it was like, hey. like when he was he still getting and, used to being born. Yeah, he fought Sergeant Slaughter ninety seconds out of the womb. I'm just saying. Like, he used to have his business together, and he knew how to inspire and lead people. Now he's just being a dick. Okay, fair enough. I think he started to, like, read his own press clippings. Yeah. He's had a lot of success as Cobra Emperor. I mean, for the record, at his worst, he doesn't lose. He just gets the draw. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of collateral damage along the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the plot of this entire thing, if you haven't guessed it by now, Cobra's creating a nightmare machine mm-hmm. in order to uh, weaken the Joes by having them not sleep well, having them be paranoid, and then essentially, like... the. the the gist of it is uh, uh, you weaken the fighting force and then win the battle. Mm-hmm, yeah. Smart mm-hmm. plan. I like this plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have now the next dream sequence, which is General Hawk, where he goes to blow up a Cobra base. And then uh, uh, there's a giant snake, which should be the tip off that we're in a dream right now. This is I have to say these. I, I realize I said before some negative things about the nightmares, the nightmares. But like the actual thrust of them is great and accurate because like if I had gone into this and, and guessed what each of their biggest fears was, right. these would be what I would have picked. Like li- like someone dying because of Lifeline's inaction, ha- Lifeline having to kill something, mm-hmm. General Hawk failing his men and it leading to their disaster. So I was like, ooh, these are well thought out. Yes. Good and, nightmares. And I will say this. Uh, I have in my notes, why is General Hawk uh, a pilot? Uh, because I, at first I was like, oh, this is like a normal thing. 
Uh, and then I'm like, oh, oh, it's because it's a nightmare. Because I was like, it doesn't make sense that he's going to be, you know. Oh, I didn't, I didn't have any problem with that at all. Because every G.I. Joe and Cobra can ride every vehicle. Yeah, that's what I assume. Right. Too. Except that uh, General Hawk almost never goes out on. Uh, no, he stays at the base. Because yeah. he's the general. Right. <laughs> you, you don't see, you know, in, in, in first Iraq war, you have General Norman Schwarzkopf riding a tank with like, you know, just like <laughs> pointing at the enemy riding forward. You well, know? that's why I made note of it. Because I was like, this is weird. Uh, and then it, yeah, and then I obviously like, oh, right, right, because it's a dream. Totally makes sense. Then. No, stop! Stop! Oh, that's it's good. General that's great. Hawk. That's great. good. That is. Uh, that's commitment. This is why he never lets himself lose control because he screams like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, well, we can, we get it back in low lights right now. And do we have just a, a sound poll for me just right here? Because there's just one line that just kind of struck me, and I'm not sure why, but I, I notated it. Morning, low lights. How's it going? You don't want to know. Okay, so oh, this was, was the line. This was the line that made me write down: Low light <laughs> is a comedy person. Oh, <laughs> like rewatch this episode <laughs> with the oh, no. with th- that in mind, and everything makes sense. Like <laughs> daddy issues, stays up late at night. Uh, like deep seated issues about not being good enough for a parent. Yep. Uh, uh chronically depressed, not getting treatment for it. Not socially uh good. Yep, and 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 just like constantly talking about. How how it's like any any response is not a normal response. It's just like oh no, it's not a good day. Wait a minute, Gina. Now that you put that out on the, that's like every person I know in this town. I mean, here's the thing. I, I feel like we are we are the exceptions. But when I watched we this episode, I was not like, all, no, hey, I am a, a shiny happy person, and you guys know this, Gina. Look at this. Look at these <laughs> belly button neat rows. Of action figures okay, that are all lined up. Organizing is a totally different and not something that is specific to comedy people, by the way. I've been in enough comedy apartments no. at this point to know that they are not organized. <laughs> no, no. I'm Wait, just, are you I'm talking saying... about any apartment in particular, Tina? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that we all got our crazy and your crazy just comes out. Oh, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, specific... No, no, I understand what you're saying. I'm saying that this is this this what low light is doing to me is specific to comedy people. No, I absolutely see what you're saying 100% right there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and we, we, we talked with Buzz about this with the character of Lowlight, and uh, they, they danced around it a heck of a lot. But, you know, Buzz seemed to imply that he had been like had abuse as a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that he was really fucked up from all that. So he's just a dark, dark personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he also, I mean, he even reveals here, he doesn't sleep because he just gets so used to the nightmares that, you know, he just doesn't want to live anymore basically yeah i'm surprised he didn't i mean i'm not surprised based on the idea that he's a comedy person but i was going to say i'm surprised that he didn't take care of this problem earlier well i don't think this is a problem he's ever gonna get over no no i think the uh, okay i mean i'm jumping the gun a little bit but the end of the episode he's sleeping like a baby he is well he finally had his first good dream and uh, not his second good dream i should say yeah well we'll get there gi joe will return after these messages He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe and Cobra the Enemy, each sold separately from Hasbro. Now, 
back to G.I. Joe. We have the Dreadnoughts are now raiding the Chandler oil rig, which seems like a weird thing for Dreadnoughts to be doing, but there they are. Uh, Hawk and the gang go to fight him. Everybody's tired right now. Nobody's at peak efficiency. And then they put up a giant inflatable snake from the oil rig, which He's I thought smart. was cool as shit. Yeah. Yep. I liked that awesome. a lot. Awesome. And then Hawk freaks the fuck out, loses his mind. <laughs> like he's yeah. Oh, freaking out Hawk is now my new favorite. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of it here. Oh yeah. Like this is preferable to me than than normal Hawk. To be honest, <laughs> I just like to see him like sitting there with one leg up on like a table with a cup of coffee, just screaming like a banshee. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, so we, we Hawk ends up getting his poop back together again because at the end of the day, he is a good leader. He's not just gonna like be uh, uh, comatose in the corner during a battle. Yeah. I mean, I do think, I do agree, though, with enough nightmares, he might be. Oh, 100%. We would all be, right? I like nightmares. Oh. Well, he kills the fake snake, and then Hawk kind of, like, figures out what's going on. Um, and then Dreadnought set bombs on the oil rig and then take off. But uh, there was one line in here that... Uh, uh, <laughs> Whole lot of lines in this episode. There's a lot of lines in here. Um, well, Hawk ends up saving a guy. Is the, is the, is the whole gist of all of it right there? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because uh, he ends up going down under the decks, which nobody was going to do. He had two and a half minutes to go. Hawk is a goddamn treasure, is what I'm trying to say. He is a hero. Yeah, we get it. You love Hawk. I love Hawk, everybody. <laughs> Hawk is a fantastic fellow. Um, what is the line? Um, free those riggers. Oh yeah, I also I also noted that. <laughs> It made me uncomfortable. Free those riggers! I just... Yep. Same. Made me uncomfortable, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I've got a lot of white guilt that I'm dealing with, Chan. <laughs> I so would any like... any line it, that would, comes even close... Yeah. I would like any any word with that suffix to not be allowed to be said anymore, Yeah, to be honest. Uh, when I used to work as a bartender, I was very uncomfortable when somebody told me to get the jigger. Uh-huh. Yeah. To measure... That's what you used to measure alcohol. It's mm-hmm. a little like cone. Uh, yeah, uh, everything about that, and I was uncomfortable even bringing it up here. I said it, and then I realized I don't even know if I want to go there. <laughs> yeah, I, it also made me uncomfortable, too. Well, good, then I'm not alone in this. Chan, did it make you uncomfortable? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about the um, the physics behind Serpentor's throne in this uh, okay, episode? Okay, okay, what I, the hell? <laughs> I drew a picture. I feel like literally every time we see him, he is he is like Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> Serpentor is Elizabeth Taylor. He is like every time we see him, he is going to get a new a new piece of expensive bling, and he's yes. going to put it like that. Dude is going to be covered in diamonds by the end of the, by the end of the season, or at least bedazzled extensively. He is a crazy person. Well, for those of you guys who didn't see the episode, there is a po- it's basically a pole mm-hmm. that goes twenty. Conservatively, twenty feet in the air, and then culminates in a giant snake head that he just sits in the mouth of the snake head. No idea how he got up there. Uh, no idea how he gets down from there. He just sort of is up on a pole, like he was like a David Blaine doing some crazy stunt from six years uh-huh, ago. Uh-huh. I I feel like he is he is. Uh, this is a lot of insidery baseball stuff in this episode oh, for, that I'm bringing up. But he's like one of those directors that like started out good and then slowly like devolved into madness when he bought his own hype. Oh, yeah. Like, like when he was first born, he was like, oh, this is cool. All right, cool. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And now he's like, no, I'm the greatest person alive. Well, he also makes fun of Cobra Commander a lot like for Trump, this kind of thing. And then he himself in the trappings does the exact same stuff that he really would get mad yeah. at. Cobra. The opulence, you know, he, he lives it. Yeah. 
He needs to. He needs to. I feel like the the Cobra accountants right now are like, oh my god, oh my god, we are hemorrhaging money just on Serpentor's apartment alone. I kind of think that uh, Cobra is a little bit like Microsoft in that regard, though, and that they just make so much money that they can't spend their money possible. My, my well, they spend two billion dollars to buy Minecraft. And then literally just do nothing to it. Just be like, okay, we own that. So now it's Microsoft prevents Minecraft. Anyway, keep doing everything you were doing before. They just have so much money that you may as well do a 20-foot snake pole statue. Yeah, I guess at that point. Maybe. Make make everything a a snake statue. But I don't think because they still have schemes that are specifically designed to make them money. I guess that's true, huh? So, like, they can't be raking it in all that fast or else they could not do those schemes. Well, if economics has taught me one thing, it's that <laughs> the one thing rich people don't like is making even more money. They usually just say, that's enough, guys. Let's give back. But you That's would think, normal, right? You would think, like, if I was in Cobra, I would advance by being like, hey, guys, so every, like, couple weeks we do a really elaborate scheme to make a lot of money. It ends up not really working out all that well. But I've found a lot of places where we can cut spending. <laughs> First of all, everyone that you give health care to has, has access to this spa and that spa. Second of all, you're building and then destroying about 800 layers all over the world. I think I just figured out what Gina's uh, character is in GI Joe. She's the uh-huh. Cobra efficiency expert. Yeah, yeah. Comes in with just a clipboard. I could. I would whip that place into shape. She's Lauren Graham from News Radio. <laughs> done, done, and done. Chan, what are your feelings on the snake? Uh, the snake uh, uh, throne. He's already pre-ordered it from Amazon. Were you just at IKEA looking for like to build your own <laughs> in the backyard? I'm just. I um uh, yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, I'm not a fan of thrones in general. And he's oh, just yeah he's he's into he's into banana pants crazy town now. <laughs> also, we all know that's not comfortable. No, no, like there's no way. There's no way. There's memory foam. I, up I just feel snake, like yeah, like thrones mouth. are never comfortable. I would sit in a throne if it was like the comfiest throne ever. That's the only way though. Would it, if we called it the comfy throne, yeah. So now when I get a lazy boy chair for my house, I'm gonna call it the comfy throne. Yeah, it's gotta have like a it's got like a built in slanket. That you like <gasps> sit down and it's been- those are snuggies. Don't you dare! Don't okay, you dare try calling snuggies. it by its its no. co- non corporate term <laughs> slanket. Uh, first of all, there are two different companies: snuggie and slanket. Slanket is up. fake. Look it up. One is GoBots and one is Transformers. And don't you dare tell me you know the battle in robots on the cartoons. You know GoBots. I would be mad at you then. I am mad at you now. Uh, Nobody here's calls the thing. it. A I will not be. I will not be satisfied until we've purchased both and seen which one is more comfy. I bet one of them uses polyester, and that crap doesn't breathe. No, it does not. But you're a blanket, so maybe you don't necessarily want to be breathing because the object is to trap heat. No, you don't want to sweat under a blanket. You need a nice, like, ooh, like a real softy, soft, soft boy. I like the soft blankets myself. You yeah. Know? Uh, 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 my wife likes, like, the nylon ones and stuff, like the non-snuggly ones, and I think she's weird. Wait, like the pantyhose ones? What no, are no, 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 yeah, when we rob banks. She likes to wear those <laughs> on her head. What are we talking about? What she doesn't are, like fuzzy blankets. blankets. Well, they're like it's it's just what you know what I'm talking about, Chan. It's just that smooth material, but it's not fuzzy. Yeah. I just looked at Chan and legitimately thought he fell asleep. I honestly, this <laughs> the same thing. Chan, you with us right now? You still been here? All right? Still here? <laughs> just thinking about that sweet, sweet Joanne's fabrics. <laughs> As we've been recording this episode, Chan has made no less than 97 purchases from IKEA.com. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Joanne's fabrics. Yeah, it turns out they had a uh, Serpentor Throne kit. <laughs> um, it's it's all flat packs. It's so, a Spallstrums. Uh, yeah. What would I get? Spallstrums. 
Oh, dear Lord. Okay, so GI, we, we are not on the rails this episode, guys. I don't know if you guys recognize that. GI Joe is overly tense as they go through here, and we have a, we have a, we have a callback to a previous episode. Iceberg is at the uh, uh, a drive-in movie oh, theater. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And who is with him on a date, but it's Mahila. Listen, can I just say that because her first That's amazing they're, they're watching some sort of science fictiony monster movie type thing. Yes. And the first lines out of her mouth are about how romantic it is. And that is my kind of woman. <laughs> She's awesome. Like a woman who is like, yeah, let's go to the drive-in and watch something real romantic, like a good like sci-fi horror film. And then she's like, ooh, this is getting me in the mood. Like, I want to date that woman. <laughs> it's Mahia, excuse me. I, I think I said the name wrong a second ago. She is straight up just down to fuck watching this uh, monster movie. She's ready to bone him yeah, right there in the car. Yeah, I love it. But she doesn't want to miss any of the monster movies. So so she's going to have to get a, find a position <laughs> where she can keep watching the movie. Yeah, I love her. As if she wasn't cool enough already. Into it. And then Iceberg has a nightmare right there in the car. And then falls on the horn and makes not a horn noise, by the way. Whatever noise comes out of that car is not a horn honking noise. It is. Chan, do you have a sound file for the uh, the, the horn honking noise? Mm. I think Chan is asleep over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully, fully aware. Iceberg? Iceberg? That is like the noise that a science fiction beam makes as it lifts a car into right. its spaceship. The one that pulls the cow up Yeah, exactly. That's not what a horn sounds like. <laughs> well, cars in the 80s were different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly. They sounded it was like... before we advanced uh, horn technology to the point that we have it today. <laughs> this was pre-La uh, Cucaracha. Uh, That's true. So we live in the future where La Cucaracha there, By the is. way, there is frequently someone who, who has that horn that drives down your street because mm-hmm. I've heard it about three oh. or four times. There's multiple trucks with the same. Oh, Often okay, as okay. we're recording this show, yeah. keen, keen listening listeners out there can probably tell that we're not lying right now. Uh, G.I. Joe tries to work out. They can't work out very well. And I might have a question here. It's like, if you're having trouble sleeping, why not just self-medicate? Why not just drink too much and pass out? Because that's still... Have you learned nothing from any of the Nightmare on Elm Street series? You can... You I can, have not. Any any way you get to sleep, you're still getting to sleep and you're still having that nightmare. The yeah. only solution is to either stay awake or in Freddy versus Jason... They invented a drug that suppresses dreams, so the ki- the kids don't have any dreams. We saw enough Freddy versus Jason. Fantastic movie. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed. Kelly Rowland should have won an Oscar. Can I just put it out there right now? Because that line had Jason Voorhees goes into the cornfield of the football team where they're having the party, and he starts hitting people with the with the machete. And one guy looks, I swear to God, nearly right at the camera, and just says, "That fucking goalie is pissed, man." Yeah. <laughs> And I've never had more fun at a theater-going experience than that moment right there. I, yeah, enough. I enjoyed it. All right, that's a solid line. Um, so it's 3.43 a.m. G.I. Joe's trying to sleep right now. Quick Kick is chopping his pillow, which I thought was kind of a strange piece of the montage of them sleeping. Because they're all having nightmares. That's kind of the, the gist right here. What, what did I, why did I mark this? Breathe the power, Dr. Mindbender. To the max, my emperor. To the max. <laughs> It's a good line read. I also want it to be like a a uh, catchphrase for some sort of like Doritos or something. <laughs> like, for... We've taken these Doritos to the max. Well, the max. My favorite soda project, <laughs> uh, Pepsi to max. max. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Taking it to the max. <laughs> My uh, emperor, the these Doritos are the max. <laughs> <laughs> to the max. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would buy that. Single. I would buy that dubstep in five seconds. That would not. <laughs> a leatherneck and wetsuit fight. And then my whole thought is, how does that make it any different than any other night on the Joe base? Well, it makes a difference because the other guy Lift ticket. J- jumps in. Lift ticket who's not sleeping. He's working on his helicopter somehow in the barracks where they're sleeping yeah. at like 343 in the morning. It's a little bit of a strange setup at G.I. Joe headquarters. I would think you'd want one place for sleeping yeah. and one place for working. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Uh, Lowlight's a scary dude. He ends up going to sleep and has the best dream of his entire life. 100%. Like, he, he comes out refreshed, happy. Yeah. And uh, um, we got to talk about the uh, the Lowlight dream really quick. Here's right the thing. Here. I, I wrote, this is dark, even for Dark Gina. Oh, it's okay. This was the moment when he thought maybe we. Went I just, far. I just feel like you know, it's it's very clear that yeah, his dad did some bad crap to him. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, like trying to read between the lines, but you know, Buzz has told us like this is a character of abuse. So was it like uh, his father found out about the abuse and then blamed Lo- Lowlight for it? Like no, I was, I was that. That's kind of the, what, the vibe I was getting from it. Maybe I'm crazy. No, his uh, no, no. He, he, here, I will tell you exactly what happened. Oh, okay. It is that it is that his dad is some sort of like hard drinking blue collar worker guy. I like him already. Who is worried about his son being a pussy? Oh, okay. Uh, you say pussy, you mean gay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 any type of any type of gay or but also like just weak so he he gives him regular beatings okay to try and toughen him up man him up as this is a very common thing hold on uh just real quick because i think uh you all jumped ahead before uh <laughs> i just wanted to make sure that oh. we didn't skip over that not one hawk scream should we be missing out on um mm-hmm. jesus christ hawk has got some issues or was that Lifeline screaming in that one? No, that was... It was straight up Hawk? That was Hawk. He, yeah, oh, he wakes dear. up out of his dream. Well, now we start having these lucid dreams that feel much more normal, and then something fucked up happens. Well, yeah. I like when he has the there. coffee cup, and the coffee cup turns into the snake. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, these are some good-ass nightmares. Yeah. At this point, now I'm on board with these nightmares. Mm-hmm. We were down? Yeah. Um, well, let's see. So he's he's in a junkyard. A low light is in his dream. Uh-huh. His dad starts shouting at him in the junkyard. Uh, he says, "Kill the rats and do it in the dark." Yeah, so this is so this is like a- after giving him like regular beatings and trying to toughen him up and trying to make him not gay. Uh, he he would like torture him. No I want you to kill twenty rats and don't come back when you do. And his dad is wetsuit somehow. Like I didn't understand. It's the same voice, same oh, voice actor. No wonder he's triggered constantly. Triggered. <laughs> uh, uh. So yeah, he locks him in his like rat infested basement, maybe of the place that he works, maybe some industrial location that has lots of rats. I just and figured it's says, their unfinished like, basement. Says, don't come back until you've killed a bunch of rats, and you're going to do it in the dark. We we all know he got multiple rat bites while he was down oh, there. he got messed up. I mean, so, first of all, how do you even find the rats? They must yeah, I mean, they're little beady, beady black eyes. And then the cars, like, all turn into snakes, and they attack him, mm-hmm. and then he, like, wins. He, like, yeah, escapes. because it, it varies. I think I think it it's because it varied from his normal nightmares. Yeah. And then he saw an opening to defeat it. Oh, I see what you're saying. So the psychological stuff he can't defeat, but because he was given something more material, he could overcome it. No, no. I think like I think he probably had it like it's it's his normal nightmare is probably just his dad. And because this time it was like, okay, here's like a giant snake and here's this and that. He was like, oh, shit, it's a little it's a little bit different. It's I actually think probably not as intense as his usual nightmares. It's one of those things where like uh, uh 
people have uh, snake phobias, mm-hmm. you know, and then if you don't have a snake phobia, you you know, like walk into a reptile house and you're like, oh yeah, snakes. Yeah, and some people exactly. are like, ah, snakes. And you're like, yeah, that's totally normal. Yeah. So he sees snakes and like, yeah, and what? Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. The one thing he's not afraid of. Yeah, because yeah. they're, they're like, it's, oh, it's, we're going to get this guy bad. with snake phobias, and then like, nothing. Yeah, well, it's not as terrifying. I used to preach that low light comes out the next morning looking like he basically got laid. Like, yeah. he comes out with the confidence of a man who just had, like, fantastic bone in the night before. I feel like this is a dude that only gets hard to, like... Uh, pictures of his dad like faces of death like videos? he's got to have like oh. his discipline like there's a bit on family guy where uh uh the neighbor the neighbor in a wheelchair what's his name oh uh, uh oh uh, uh the patrick warburton character yeah yeah so his son is like having sex with a girl when he's like older and he's like am i doing it right dad and he's like yeah you're great and the dad's like right next to the bed oh, Jesus. and he can only like have sex and come when his dad is like giving him approval Love it. What do you think of your cowardly son now? Dad! Man. Dad! <laughs> I mean, this is a deep episode, man. There is some rooted stuff going on in this in this episode. I, I feel like he's going to have his like moonlight moment at some point. Oh, I feel like neither of you have seen that movie. No. No. Uh, I only see best pictures, really Gina. So that's why I saw La La Land immediately <laughs> after it was announced, and I have not gone back to revisit it since then. <laughs> you said you, you lent me the, your screen, and you did not. I think I maybe lent it to someone else then. You probably yeah. lent it to me and I didn't even know. Oh, that's actually a possibility. It's, it's, it's plausible. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like low light is finally going to be like he's going to w- one of these days after like weeks of, of good night's sleep, he's going to come in and he's going to be like, guys, I'm gay <laughs> and it's cool. And my dad was an asshole and he was really abusive. Now I'm I'm openly gay and I've never been happier. I feel like this is the push that he needed to be like, oh, okay. So this is the first yeah. Gina rewrite ending that actually ends positively yep, yep. in some way. I don't want to go, go darker because it and would then make people really upset. Coming from the brink <laughs> to having a productive life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now that he's now that he's faced his issues. Instead of just either squished them down, ignored them, or bitched about them. Oh, he has compartmentalized them in a yeah. tiny little nuclear nugget <laughs> that he's locked well down deep with inside himself. Mm-hmm. That uh, uh, if it gets anywhere near the surface, we're all doomed. That's low light in a nutshell. I feel like uh, 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 we have a very Prez Serpentor moment. Yes. Yes, we do. When Serpentor is like, when uh, they're presented with the option of... Hey, I could Mindbender's like I could either do this or I could like go in their dreams themselves, which might be like pretty dangerous. And Serpentor is like, yeah, 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 go in their dreams themselves. Go in their dreams. Why are you not already doing that? It's like, uh, first of all, Serpentor, go fuck yourself. You enter their dreams, motherfucker. But he's like outsourcing all the crap. He's like he's like giving crap to do to his Steve Bannon. Well, this goes back to me saying he's every corporate middle management person I've ever seen. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you should do all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be driving home in my Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, and if you don't do those things, it's going to be real bad. Yeah. But I'm not going to do them. Well, um, I'm going to order more things on my from my online catalog. From Ikea.com giant, with, with giant Chan. snake. <laughs> um, Chan, I have a science question for you here. Mm-hmm. Because a hawk figures out the game. He figures out uh, Cobra's doing this. We're all having snake-like dreams. Come on, guys. You know, it's the thematics are there. Uh, he says, "Let's." we worked out an EKG machine in order to route the dreams through low light. How scientifically does that work? Uh, it's actually, it is actually kind of similar to something that they have going on in, in Freddy versus Jason. That is correct. So therefore it must be Another scientifically accurate. Science. <laughs> 
Well, that movie gets science, clearly. You know, fire bad, <laughs> water good, or vice versa, depending on which monster you are. What do I do? What do I do? Oh, don't even. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> get there. We put them Wait. all in a nightmare together, which literally uh, it just mashes all their nightmares together. So we're in a junkyard in the snow. Wait, here's the thing, They're though. Snakes. Before we even get in there, yes. uh, Hawk is like, hey, cool. So we've we've figured it out. Uh, we're all going to go in there, and then Lowlight's going to save us all. If he doesn't, we're all going to die. Uh, it's like, eh, oh, maybe don't put so much pressure on the mentally ill guy. Because, <laughs> like, if yeah. he fails, he is he is never going to recover from I that. I think it's confidence. We've got confidence that when it comes to fucked up things, uh, Lowlight's the guy you want in there wrecking stuff. I just feel like they, the way they phrased it was pretty, pretty prash heavy. Well, I appreciate the fact that we haven't seen Alpine this entire episode, and then he just shows up in the nightmare with everybody else. Well, also, Mainframe is in there, and he turns into a half-mainframe, half-machine monster, and I just put kill him. Oh, it fucked me up so hard. When I was a kid, I'm not even kidding. That was the moment. That was the moment I had the nightmares. Because he starts out, and he's like, help me, and then he's like, and then I wanted him to switch to kill me yeah kill me but then like they cut away and like he's back to normal again like that's the one like like what everybody else like you have to pull them out of the water hawk has to run over and catch iceberg to stop him from falling and mainframe just is not a robot anymore if i was in that nightmare i would have put a bullet in his head oh (laughs) even lifelines just like i gotta do this yeah yeah (laughs) drops him uh have you guys ever seen a movie called tetsuo the iron man you familiar with this movie? I know no, it, but I haven't seen it. No. Uh, uh, Tetsuo, I saw it in college, and it's the same thing. I realized that this mainframe thing reminded me of that movie, and it's about this like dude who like finds out that like he like cuts open his arm, and there's like wires oh, and coils, I've and he starts that. pulling them out, yeah, I've and it's seen all like part. fucked up, and he like he like has sex, and his penis becomes a giant like power <laughs> drill, and he murders this chick while have it's a fucked up movie that oh, is based I on all of these so weird mad. nightmares of being a robot. I would be so mad if someone's penis turned into a power drill while I was banging them, and it killed me. I could see. Where that would be yeah. upsetting. Oh, yeah. Imagine have someone exp- imagine the coroner explaining that to my parents. Oh jeez. Well, okay. Uh, first, we need to ex- we need to express our utmost regret. Your daughter has engaged in sexual relations. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> yes. is, this, is this the worst part of the story? Uh, it is not. For, uh, from what I've gathered of your parents, yes, that is. Oh, it's oh, true. yeah, it's true. Also, she's dead. Yes, but <laughs> get back to the part where she had a, had sex like an adult human being. <laughs> Well, ever since you blocked all of your immediate family on Facebook, the only way they can get uh, k- keep up with you is to listen to this podcast right uh, yeah, now. Yeah, I'm so, sure they're all doing it. Gina's mom and dad, I'm sorry right now. We have something t- <laughs> tragic to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I got drilled to death? You got drilled to death. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Hawk has a thing. Is it hold hands. We have a kumbaya moment on this rapidly depleting iceberg uh-huh. as we're going to sink into the, the, the water and die of hypothermia. But as long as we're holding hands with each other, we can't be hurt. I think it's just like a comfort thing. Okay. I think he's like try- he's grasping at straws and trying to say, here's the thing. Knowing Hawk, he's probably just saying this, hoping that Lowlight will, hoping to buy Lowlight some time. Yeah, where is Lowlight at this point? Is he just like... He's gathering his rat car army. Oh, excuse me, you're not wrong. It takes it takes a little while, but then the great and powerful Oz shows up. D- Dr. Mindbender is Oz, and Lowlight has rat cars. My two <laughs> notes from this moment right here, we're on the same page. Yeah, I put the great and powerful Oz, then I put, oh shit. And then I put, oh, these rat cars are kind of cute. I think those rat cars are horrifying. Oh, and the no. stuff of nightmares. They, that's the second part of this episode that fucked me up as a kid. No, those look rat at their cars little faces. Terrifying. They're cute. They are rat faces, and rat faces are not cute. 
Rat faces are horrifying. I've seen The Secret of Nim. I know, I know <laughs> that that's what it's all about. And uh, do you have the sound pool of Lifeline being like, I'll show you nightmares? Because holy, that's the scariest <laughs> moment of the whole thing. You call this a nightmare? Well, like, I'll show you the stuff that nightmares are really made of my I sort of got. I'm getting chills right now just hearing that yeah, line. Yeah, it, it is, is a good line read. Wow, full on bananas. Wow, <laughs> that's that nuclear nugget I was talking about earlier coming to the surface, yeah. and him just letting out so, does not end well. Here's the thing. I I realized that earlier I said this is this is too dark for even dark Gina, but I like there are there are a couple of episodes of Batman the animated series. Wonderful. Where. You know, like the scarecrow's scare juice, scare powder yes. is used on him and it's too much and he ends up just like trapped in his own nightmare. There's an episode where I think it, it might be it might be the Riddler. I forget what villain it is, but someone creates a a, a, a maze of the Minotaur and ends up getting trapped inside their own virtual reality machine and ends up sort of like a drooling comatose mess. And Batman is like lamenting the fact that he can no longer help them. Wow. Okay. So I thought that this episode was going to end with oh. Mindbender being comatose, constantly trapped in a nightmare. Gotcha. Okay. And just like he would just be like a drooling mush puddle, maybe a little trickle of blood coming out of his ear. Well, I think Dr. Mindbender also saw it going in that direction because <laughs> he has a woke moment and he destroys the machine before it can get to yeah, that point. Yeah, I was just a little bummed that there are no... Like, I would have liked to see one last scene, maybe, where Mindbender can't sleep anymore because he's having horrible nightmares of these rat cars. Some uh, sort of long-lasting brain damage I to him. I believe this speaks to his inability to sleep, perhaps forever. That just keeps going. It keeps I'm going. Convinced half of everything Dr. Mindbender has ever said has been a guttural scream of some kind. It feels like a common theme with that character. Yeah, I just wanted him to be a little a little a little like brain daddy. I, I appreciate what you're saying, and I think that would have been a, a, a choice <laughs> that they could have gone for, and maybe for the best of everyone involved with this fucked up episode, that it was not the choice that they made. I'll, here's the thing. I'll be satisfied if two episodes from now, he's looking a little more haggard, and there's a comment made about, like, still not sleeping, eh, Mindbender? And he starts like he starts growing out his hair a little bit, but it's, it's even that is uncapped. He's got a five o'clock shadow. Instead yeah, of that muscle, instead of that like he's muscle. just not taking care of himself he anymore. To look like Devin Townsend from uh, Strapping Young Lad. Oh man, uh, that, is a deep that, is a, that is a reference that probably none of you will get. I got the will, Devin Townsend. There will be a couple people in the audience that uh, uh, know who that guy looks like, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, who does he look like?" Uh, Devin Townsend. He looks just like Devin Townsend. <laughs> he, well, I think they could have guessed that one. <laughs> uh, like he, uh, uh, he's he's just a guy that you know, like uh, is going bald, like a lot of like a lot of dudes. Uh, I in, know. in metal, uh, <laughs> but he still kept growing his hair out. So that he's got that balding oh, no. pattern, like in the front. So Michael Bolton, but the back hair uh, keeps growing out. Oh no! Uh, oh, no! Like this, and it's a great look because you know it's just like a kind of creepy and kind of funny. You know, for for a. a Lead metal singer, it's like, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, like yeah. yeah, like Riff Raff from. Uh... He looks just like Riff <laughs> Raff from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. That's the poll I was looking for and could not come up with. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, uh, oh yeah, so just, so Low Light yeah. wins the day. Low Light kicks the shit out of Mindbender in the dream with the rat cars, uh-huh. and yeah, Doctor Mindbender blows up the machine, and we end with 
Uh, the wrap-up moment is, uh, look, Lowlight looks peaceful. It's the first sleep he's gotten in a really long time. Yeah. Let's just let him be. Yeah. The Ooh. end. That's the weirdest part. Everybody's just like, oh, what a cute little angel. Guys, let's just, just watch Lowlight sleep. Yeah. I would I would be that one asshole that would like write something on his face so that he would be, he would be nervous every time he went to sleep that someone was going to like draw a dick on his face. Because he hasn't been abused enough. Put toothpaste and nerds on his face. Uh, hey, Gina. Maybe the one you don't want to uh, uh, make fun of <laughs> yeah. is the one that normally stays up all night long. He wouldn't know it was me. Uh, if you don't think every other person in that room is going to sell you out immediately. Listen, yeah. man, I've been to many summer parties where weird crap was done to sleeping girls. Mm-hmm. No one ever knew who it was. Go on. <laughs> quick question. If Charles Manson were at your party... Would you think like, you know what? I'm going to draw a penis on this. Yeah, that guy deserves it. Uh, You guys, Dr. Lecter fell asleep. Check this out. (laughs) I'm going to get the Sharpie. If anyone deserves Sharpie penis on their face, it is Charles Manson. Uh, The problem is sort of uh, the retribution is really the issue. He's not going to know it was me. To be fair, though, if you... If are you, you thinking those other girls aren't going to sell you out? <laughs> you I don't think you, you understand. The, you mean the other girls at, at Charles Manson's slumber party that yep. speak in perfect unison? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, if you drew weird shit on Charles... going to sell you out. On Charles Manson's face, like, how would you know the difference? <laughs> That's true. He's got a swastika on his forehead, for God's sakes. Right. That's true. That's... I wonder how that guy's doing. Drawn a dick. Uh, still, not, still not getting out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. As it turns Probably out. Probably for the best. Well, guys, that will do it for uh, Nightmare Assault. Uh, I like this episode a lot. Like, I'll be honest with you. I dug it. I was going to watch it last night with my (laughs) headphones on late at night, you know, kind of crack a beer and check it out. And I decided no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt like it might still even to this day be a little bit too much. And having watched it right before I came over here this morning, I was right. (laughs) This episode, there were like a couple of moments that still make me a little skeevy. That's the word I'm looking for. That still skeeve me out. Like, even now, as a grown-ass adult, this episode is fucking scary to me. I thought the rats were cute, though. But Gina thought the rats were cute. Oh, also, if you have not seen, if you have not seen uh, our Facebook page, I posted something on there. I was calling it the Nether Realm. It's actually called the Outer World. Oh, that's right. You had some pictures pulled from the episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, if anyone has ever seen Mortal Kombat the movie, this it's the I, Outworld. The, yeah, what did I say? You said, well, you said Outer World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the uh, Netherrealm. Uh, so we know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Except it helps when I Google to not use improper. Because I was like, you mean why that thing that's literally, literally in the tab next to the thing you're using to write <laughs> the thing online? You could you could just pop that open and really quick check yeah, to right, make right, sure right, your right. accuracy was. But who, who uh, uh, Lowlight's nightmare looked a lot like Outworld from Mortal Kombat 2. I saw when you posted the. I didn't get it until you posted the picture. Yeah. And I would argue that it's. They're mostly all based on old Frazetta paintings. Yeah, okay, like just seventies fantasy or Hieronymus all... Bosch paintings. If you like, if you encased everything in stone. Yeah, yeah. You got your your occasional skulls that are you know or cave you know mouths that look like skulls. Uh-huh. Beyond that, it's uh-huh. just... I got like if you were to colorize H.R. Geiger. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. With the goat heads and the alien faces and the skulls. The, there was specifically one moment though where there are like claws, like you see you see stone claws in yes. the lower left of the screen, and in in Mortal Kombat, that's like a character that like comes to life out of the stone that like then stalks, oh. stalks one of the other characters. Are you talking about reptile? Yeah, in the in the second one. In the movie. Yeah, in the movie, it's they re- killed Johnny it's, Cage. It's reptile. It upset me. Oh, in the second one. It happened in the, the storyline of Mortal Kombat 2 as well, but it didn't mean I wanted to see it. I love Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage was Johnny supposed to originally 
be Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, have, I, right? have I talked about this before? Well, he was based on Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, it was literally supposed to be in the video game. The character was supposed to be Jean-Claude oh, Van Damme. Oh, that makes so much sense. But, and they, they like had like a verbal contract, and then Jean-Claude got his own Nintendo game or video oh, game. Oh, he fucked up. And he was like, oh, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I have my own. It, there's like, you know, non-complete, non-compete clause, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, well, crap. What do we do? And they were like, oh, let's just change his name, but keep ev- literally everything, everything else the same. He goes on the splits and he punches a guy in the balls. Yeah. It's, and his it's... backstory of like, oh, he's a movie star, but he also really knows this. Like that was that was all. They just they just changed the character's appearance slightly. Just even, slightly. even his Put clothes and his body on. were like still the same. Yeah. Uh, what I'll say right now is uh, <coughs> thank God, because it would have been so much worse if it was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, yeah. The combat would not be as big today if they had banked on Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Star of the franchise. They even kept it JC, Johnny Cage. Oh, yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was a Jesus Christ reference. Yeah, they kept it. Well, John Claude well, no, Van Damme is, is named after Jesus. Yeah, it is uh, for John Claude Van Damme. That's correct. He does get crucified in one of one of my favorite Jean Claude movies. What is your favorite John Claude movie? Uh, I mean, I, I I guess I guess I would say Bloodsport, but the movie that I'm talking about, classic. I think, is, is Cyborg or something. Cyborg, classic. Chan, what's your favorite John Claude Van Damme movie? I mean, I gotta say Bloodsport, but the uh, one that he does with uh, um, um, Dolph Lundgren. Oh, Universal uh, Soldier. Universal Soldier. Yeah, not the worst movie in the world. That was a newer one. I'm that just was... saying right now, it was on at the IO West when I was there on Sunday night. Stop hard, plugging that place. Stop plugging that place. Hard Target. Hard Target is the best John Claude. It's the John Woo movie. It takes place <laughs> in the Bayou. Wilford Brimley plays a crazy Cajun. Your villains are Arnold Vosloo and Lance Hendrickson, two of oh, the best yeah, yeah. those guys actors fan. ever. It is. I'm not even kidding. I love that movie unironically, even though I appreciate it's limited in its uh, abilities. Was Gambit there? I wish Gambit was there because he would have got his ass kicked. No way. By chance. And you know why his no name way. is Chance, Gina? Because his mama took one. That is 100% correct. No way. Guys, we're going to have to go watch Hard Target as soon no, as we're done not. recording this here today. No, Chance taking a nap as soon as we're done today. Ooh, All this talking and nightmares. I'm going on to three different things. That's correct. And I'm going to go home and drink. So I think we <laughs> all have our... We're all, we're all winners. We're all winners. <laughs> we all have a plan. <laughs> It's it, it, this is on brand for us too. <laughs> Napping, hard drinking, over scheduling myself to try and try and do crap. If you were to just like write the cartoon version of this show, that's exactly what all three of us would be doing. <laughs> yeah, boil yeah. down to our basics. That's it right there. <laughs> Uh, okay, guys. Well, that's it for Nightmare Assault. Quick contact information. Uh, you can go to uh, Facebook.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. Uh, we have a Patreon. We have an Instagram, Knowing is Half the Podcast. Uh, on Instagram, Patreon.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. You can get a part of our bonus vault. The end of the month is uh, gone and upon us again, which means there'll be new episodes. So if you make the $20 pledge, we are more than happy to do the episode that you uh, request for us. And uh, please let it be Rubik's The Amazing Cube. I will put God it out there damn again. It, Ray. I Chan, want Chan that come to your so house. bad. He will hunt you down. Uh, I will. I will come to your house. I will draw dicks on your face, <laughs> and then I will murder you. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, if you're gonna murder me, I won't even have the shame of having the dick drawn on my face. No, you'll. I'll wake you up and like see the dick on your face, and then I will murder. I you. I feel like you should make him walk around a li- for a little while, like in the neighborhood with a dick on his face. That way, he gets like the hi- and at the height of his shame. I would, would that even give me shame though? Like, really? Maybe just draw. Maybe point. draw a swastika on his forehead instead. <laughs> 
go full Manson. Yeah, then then you would feel that shame. I would probably feel some shame for that. A <laughs> you dick better, would be like, hey, better. guy, guy do a dick in my face. It happens, you know. But a swastika's like, no, I'm not really a Nazi, you guys. A uh, swastika coming, I mean, uh, a dick coming swastikas. Oh, that's what that's nice. what chance to draw on your face. Nice. I, th- I, I think, believe uh, that's going to be tattoo. our, uh, uh, the replacing the American flag with that. And, uh, <laughs> Instead of stripes, it's just dicks (laughs) who are shooting swastikas. I'm into it. Yeah, why not? (laughs) It's going right through Congress. So, guys, Rubik's the Amazing Cube. That's all I'm trying to say. To the flag. (laughs) I pledge allegiance to the dick that's shooting out the swastikas and to the republic for which it comes. I got nothing. <laughs> you should take a nap, Ray. I need a nap. Clearly, yeah. I, I didn't get a lot of sleep either. Uh, so you get us up on Twitter. Let's watch this episode. I don't ever want to sleep again. Uh, at G.I. Joe Podcast on Twitter. Individually, I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. <laughs> I'm at Did you fall asleep again in the middle of the show? I'm taking flash naps. <laughs> it's like little three and a half second naps. Just sort of spread them out. Guys, let's get Chan out of here. Good night, everybody. I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.